family, I'm so happy to announce the launch of my brand new premium podcast. It's called Ideas That Matter Plus. This is an exciting new development that we've been working on for some time. This after seeing a lot of you request coming through saying thank you for what we've done and wanting more. Ideas That Matter Plus is a more targeted podcast that focuses on business strategies and more high-level thinking to help highly ambitious entrepreneurs, SMEs, business owners and founders, even the CEOs of big business. It only costs 450 Rand per month and will be coming in, but I mean coming in hot. So, subscribe now to Ideas That Matter Plus, now available on Spotify or Apple Podcast Store. Sayonara. Hello, Vusi. Uh, thank you so much for the inspiring podcast every single day. My name is Fred, Fred all the way from Dar es Salaam, Tanzania. I've been listening to your podcast ever since it launched, and I think I've listened to the episode Getting Unstuck more than 20 times already, and I can't get enough of it. Every single day I come up with a new, um, with a new lesson from it despite listening to it over and over again but today i just want to come here and ask you a question i've been in business for roughly four years now um i dropped up uh, i dropped out of um, university and decided to focus myself into business i started roughly with forex trading um it went well um then i diversed the money into other businesses such as software development i have my own um software development company but recently i've been struggling a lot and with that i've seen that most of the mistakes that i do in business are usually self-sabotaging behaviors so the question to you is as a business mogul and as a person who has been in business for a very long time how would you deal with self-sabotaging behaviors because um i think i'm stuck in a trend whereby i do something wrong um, I realize that it's wrong and then I fix it but later it comes down back in the line again and and it's all over so I'm I'm kind of stuck in a cycle of always repeating the same mistakes which are usually self-sabotaging behaviors so the question to you is how would you do with that apart from that thank you so much for the podcast man keep it up and cheers Hello Vusi, my name is Tom Onditi and I'm sending this voice note from Kenya, Nairobi, Kenya. And I'm just sending it in regards to the podcast on imposter syndrome. And I want to attest to it that uh, I reached a point whereby I started getting exposed to a certain executive, a business executive, to be specific, my CEO. And whenever he'll call me to the office, at first I could feel inferior. But over time, I was able to master the fear. And whenever I went to him, I was not now going to seek for the, for instructions on how to do work, but rather we were going to discuss on the best way we can work together. Thank you so much for the podcast on imposter syndrome. Hello, family. <laughs> so this is the third recording that I'm trying to do. One, I'd like to thank you so much, Mr. Wusi, for all the wisdom and the courage to say it that you've given me in my life. I thank you that I've had many testimonies of the same being impacted by everyone. I've listened to all 76. I just finished the last one, how to manage debt. And everything you've spoken, you're living. You mentioned wealthy whispers in one of the podcasts. And uh, 
you don't actually mention your net worth whenever you're speaking so i'm very grateful you're not uh, you're not saying what you're not walking thank you for your heart that you want to change the world and you are and i bless the lord for you i listened to you first after you spoke before apostle grace Rubega from funeral ministries international south africa conference that was about three months ago the way you spoke your cadence the way you carry yourself and the confidence with which comes from the inside that relationship you have with your lord i am grateful to keep going sir you're doing you're doing the lord's work have a blessed day love you man hello family my name is mutabi serwe i'm from daval in south africa first and foremost i would like to say thank you for the insightful podcast I no longer listen to music as much as I used to since I introduced myself to your podcast because I've always been your fan and bought all your books. I think the podcast that stood out for me is Kronos and Kairos. I was given an opportunity to to study in South Korea for a master's program in nuclear engineering. I did not succeed not because i was not smart enough but because i did not understand the weight of the opportunity that was given to me i'm from an it background so i felt that i need i needed to venture into another career but it turns out that i just needed to shift my mindset into mastery thank you for being a thought leader and a great inspiration it's time to take your seat at the table Find out how with Vosi Tembeguayo as we discuss ideas that matter. A catalyst for bold action. Hello, family. <laughs> We're back. Hello, family, and welcome to this another episode of the VTE podcast. And here we talk about ideas that matter. That was Mutabi from my home country of South Africa in a place called the Val, which I want to say Mutabi is on the West Rand, is it? I think it's on the West Rand or is it the South? Whether West or South or Southwest. It's somewhere there. So we are somewhere <laughs> of Johannesburg. It's uh, west or south of Johannesburg, or just uh, just southwest of the of the reef that is uh, that is Johannesburg. I was uh, wondering the other day why is it called a reef, the Vetwatersrand, the White Waters Rand. Right, and there's a lot of beautiful history there. And one day, time allowing, I'll take some time to take you through it. But Mutsabi, thank you so much for that beautiful, beautiful voice note from the Val Mutsabi. As I must tell you guys, for those of you who are not South African or are not Joe Burgers, ladies from the Val are gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous and dangerous. Anyway, <laughs> if you want to live, that's all I'm going to say. If you want to live, that's all I'm going to say. But Sabi, you said something very beautiful and very interesting, which is you were thinking about pivoting to a new career. And then you just, it was really the reshaping and rethinking of your mind, right? To go rather from uh, kind of going through an, into a new space and rather going into mastery. I love, love, love love that Mutsabi. absolutely love that let me just tell you what my model is when i think about mastery my model for mastery is foundations yeah you heard right foundations and so then inspired by 
our lady from the Val, Sabi. This week's podcast, I'd love to talk a bit about foundations. See, I love thinking about foundations because of what they represent. Like, I've never walked into a building and heard somebody say, this is a beautifully laid foundation. You've never gone to an auction of a property and heard somebody said, they've got beautifully laid foundations. You've never bought a structure and have some, and the realtor says to you, this home has beautiful foundations. Foundations are one of those things that are just kind of taken for granted, isn't it? It's the foundation and people just move on. We, we look at the exterior, we look at the face, we look at the wall, we look at the color, we look at the windows, we look at the makeup, we look at the architecture, we look at all of these things around an actual standing structure. But the part that is, in my mind, the most important is the foundation. And so building real deep foundations, Butsabi, that's how you pursue mastery, is by getting really deep foundations. But how do you do this? What's the work you need to do if you are to build deep foundations? If you ever build a structure, say you want your structure to be more than one floor, right? What happens is the second floor has to be um, balanced on something that stands on the first floor. In other words, there is the foundation that's laid and typically you'll find a pillar or a beam and that pillar has to bear the load of the second floor. When we talk about that pillar, the words that construction people use, that architects use, that engineers use, is that that pillar is load-bearing. So if you've ever seen those beautiful bridges, right, they often build them when they're connecting one mountain, one piece of land to another, and in the middle of it, there's like a river, right? There'll be this beautiful bridge that goes over it, and then there'll be these pillars that stand supporting the bridge. Those pillars are load-bearing. But notice how in the architecture and the drawings and the beautiful sculptures and the photographs taken of that bridge as a landmark, nobody ever goes, oh, wow, what beautiful pillars. People always go, what a beautiful bridge, what beautiful beams, what beautiful architecture. But nobody ever goes, oh, wow, what beautiful pillars. This has been my work this year. It's been digging really deep, solid foundations and building really strong pillars. Because these foundations and these pillars are the unsung heroes for excellence. These are the foundations and the pillars that when people look at you, they go, she's just so incredible. Always on the money, always on. These are the unsung heroes. It's the habits, the rituals, the behaviors that make you an excellent standout human being. When you are on your pursuit to mastery, it's folly to think you can pursue it and achieve it unless you go through the experience, this experience then of building your own deep foundations and building load-bearing pillars. 
these load-bearing pillars, I must tell you, are necessary because these are the load-bearing pillars that are going to make you a strong member of society. Here's a strong, good load-bearing pillar. Character. Character. You know, people will love you for your personality. They'll respect you for your character. We love people with boisterous personalities, easy to get along with. The smart person in the room, the sharp person in the room, the witty person in the room, the funny person in the room. But who do people respect? Where do people go when they're in a moment of crisis, when they've got to make important decisions, when they're facing something that's about becoming their better selves? They go to a person who's got character. Character. A tried and true tested character. That's a pillar. Pillar number two integrity. What is integrity? It's the integer. It's the idea of one. It's when the things you think, say, do, and believe are one and the same. I think it was Stephen Covey in his work, uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, who said, integrity is when you, what you say, think, and do is the same. And I've always added to that when what you believe is aligned to that. Because there are many leaders in the world today who say, think, and do what they, the same thing, but it's not what they truly believe. It's not what they truly believe. And so building strong integrity then, the question for you to ask yourself is, do your words represent your heart and does your heart represent your true intent? Does what you believe align with what you say and what you do? Is that aligned with your actions? So building these strong pillars is about recognizing both your character and your integrity. The next way to build a strong pillar, the next competence you must build is the competence for context. Context. People who are strong pillars, people who are pursuing mastery, are people who recognize the context of their time. It's what we call timing. It's the seasoning. And that's what I love about when you mentioned Kronos and Kairos, right? It was a lot about context shaping. So great leaders then recognize their responsibility insofar as framing the context of their time. You see, most human beings are content human beings. That's why we live in a content world. That's why you hear people say things like, I've got a content plan. I've got a content strategy. I've got a content this. Where's your context strategy? Where's your context plan? What does that even mean, Vusi? Well, I'll tell you. You see, once you have framed the context, you get to decide what is the content. If the context you have framed is this. Tell me if you know of a country like this. The context in this particular country is that if you're a certain race, you are disadvantaged and must be given uh, certain things to move you further along in that society. The context in that particular country is that a particular political party dominates the politics of that country. The context in that particular country is it's very difficult for different races to get along. So anytime a person of a darker hue gets along with a whiter hue, they must be a sellout. Anytime a person of a lighter hue gets along with a person of a darker hue, they must also be some sort of sellout. Does that sound familiar? All of those are the evil context-setting ideas of unimaginative politicians. And so the content of the political discourse takes place within the narrow confines of this box that is the context. 
if I were ever to get into politics, the first thing I would do is I'd spend very little time talking policy. I'd spend very little time talking content. I'd spend time talking context. Spend the first five years just framing people's context. That's why people don't like this podcast, right? That's why this what we do here is so offensive, because we genuinely believe you can be the best version of yourself, regardless of where in the world you come from. We believe you, you, you are fully in charge of who and what you become. You are. We believe that you, of your own volition and decision-making, can make decisions to better your life. You do. We believe that here. Those kind of ideas in a world that's trying to frame a context for people that they are victims and then therefore not responsible for how their life turns out, those ideas are dangerous. And so, because the context has been framed, you have a limited choice of content. So framing these pillars then, first character, then integrity, and then context, helps you understand how you pursue mastery in your space. Mastery. If you want to pursue mastery in ICT, what is your character? Where is your integrity? And how do you frame context? Most people ask the question about this pillar to be load-bearing. I had a conversation with an engineer about this um, in fact, I fib. I had a conversation with an interior designer about this who's been doing work in our office, actually. They're called Orange Peel Interiors. You can find them online. Great, great business, Orange Peel Interiors. And they also own Zest, Z-E-S-T, which is a, a business that sells homeware and like interior design stuff. Fantastic, fantastic entrepreneur. And she was telling me this thing about the pillar and it being load-bearing. And one of the things she said to me was this. She said, when you lay the foundation, right, upon which you're going to rest this pillar, you have to allow a certain amount of time for the foundation to set. She said, and it was a conversation that took place some time ago, so don't quote me on these numbers, but she said you have to allow the foundation or the concrete something like 21 days to set. I said, 21 days? That's a, that's a long time, right? Especially if you think about construction time, because that's time that you can't be working on that thing. You can't be moving on. You've got to allow the concrete to set. And I said, why would you wait for it to take that long? She said, because if it's load-bearing, it's integrity can't be questionable. If you're going to build another foundation on it, its integrity must never be questionable. Do you know why there are so many people who shoot up the ranks of society, get to a place of stardom as a leader in politics and in business and all of a sudden things fall apart? Scandals about them are revealed or things about them come out. It's because they didn't take care of the level beneath the level they would get to. They didn't build strong foundations. They didn't allow that pillar time to set. When you're smart enough and you understand this, the message is this. The message is that it requires time, patience, and effort. The setting of your concrete must be seen in the time you take to learn, the time you take to grow, the time you, you take, for those of us who are believers, to let God's word penetrate and solidify your heart. 
so that no matter where you move, you move with him in you. It's not an overnight task. It's a long-term investment that you make, not only in your physical self, but in your spiritual self. It requires consistent dedication. It provides you with strength, and this is so important, the strength to weather the storms. I've always loved those words, weather the storm, right? That storm is weather, but that you can weather the storm. That's what it gives you. This is why it says we wrestle not against the flesh, but against principalities. It's the very idea that what perceives to you as a as a, as a waged war, as a contestation of the flesh, something fickle, something content-based, is actually something much deeper. It's context-based. It's inside. It's the character and the spirit of who you must be. That's what you need to develop. Mastery, then, is not just about pursuing excellence in your chosen field of work. Mastery is about pursuing excellence in your way of life. In our own lives, we'll face very similar struggles. It's the temptation to take shortcuts, to allow the crowd and to follow the crowd, to act for your immediate desires. But true wisdom and safety lies in digging deep, in laying solid foundations. For me, foundations based on the word. It might be in dedicating time to conversation with my God through prayer, through scripture, through praise and worship. Each of these are fundamental. And so no matter what it is that you believe, the point is that you find something deeper than you that you truly believe in, something that grounds you, something that gives you a sense of belonging, something that gives you a sense of duty and gives you a sense of obligation. What makes the VT podcast a standout podcast is that I constantly try to give tools for how to do these things. So I thought about some tools for you. If you want a pen and paper, write them down, or you can always listen back on this and uh, make a note. How do you do these things? How do you build character and integrity, shape context? How do you build really deep foundations? How do you do it? I'll share with you how I do it. First, daily communion with my Creator. Prayer. Conversation. Daily communion with your source of life. And if you believe that the world came into being with two atoms knocking into each other and then boom, a big explosion, we can have that conversation another day. But, daily communion. Second, regular study of the word that must guide your life. For me, it's biblical reference and scripture. What is it for you? It's funny, you live in a world of 24 hours of your being bombarded, 16 of them you're awake, being bombarded with messages of the world. What message of your creator are you putting in yourself? You spend eight hours of work being told by your boss and your company. <coughs> Sorry, chap. I'll start again. It's fine, let me keep going. You spend eight hours of your work being told by your boss, your company, your customers, etc., who and what you should be. How much time do you spend with your creator becoming who and what you should be? The third thing I do, 
I'm, I'm scant at this and I'm learning, but it's become part of my ritual, meditation. Yesterday, I was sat with family members and uh, there is this idiot on Twitter who always tried to start something with me and I hadn't been on Twitter for like a, a week. And I went on Twitter and I saw somebody had said something and he had said something in reference to me. And he was so unlucky. I had just come out of beautiful daily prayer and meditation. And I was so calm, so zen, that for the first time in what must be five years since I've been dealing with this idiot, I could see through the words just how pathetic it was. I had this incredible sense of clarity. I wasn't anxious or angry. I genuinely felt a sense of pity. I was sorry for him that I live rent-free in his mind. It's just the most extraordinary accomplishment that marketing can ever buy you. And so sometimes the character you are becoming, you are going to be cast into spaces where there will be stretch, stress and heat. And these are the habits and rituals that calm you for those moments. Calm. Meditation. Fourth, service. Do something for others. Service. Too many of us are too inwardly focused. Me, my life, my children, my home, my partner, my work, my job, my business, my, my, my. What makes life truly worth living is that we live it with others, no? Service. What do you do for others? It's an important part of living your life. Fifth, fellowship. Fellowship. The encouragement of others. Building community with others. Building and having a sense of communion with others. Supporting others. Creating opportunities for others fellowship that you exist for your fellow human being fellowship and finally be careful what fruits you live off the human mind and the human body and the human spirit are hungry by nature they must be fed what is the fruit that you are feeding are you feeding it the fruit of envy? The fruit of greed? The fruit of uh, toxic contestation? Are you feeding it the fruit of self-importance? Are you feeding it the fruit of the moment? Or do you feed it the fruit of love? The fruit of joy? The fruits of peace and patience? Do you feed it the fruit of what must be one of the most difficult qualities to find in human beings today? Kindness, unmitigated, unqualified kindness. Feed it, feed your soul the fruits of goodness, of faithfulness, gentleness, of a self-control. 
These are all fundamental aspects of how you must walk on the earth. So, as we get back to where we started, building strong pillars and digging deep foundations, we do this not because we want to be recognized or loved or seen. We do it because these are the things that matter. In the final analysis, in the end times, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, these are the things people about you will remember. That you were a person of divine character. That you were a person of unimpeachable integrity. That you were a person who understood the context of their time and where people misunderstood it, took the trouble to reframe it for them. In this moment and in this season, here is the question for you at the end of this podcast. Who are you and who are you becoming? <laughs> Friends, family, thank you so much for joining another week of the VT Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. As we say every single week here on the VT Podcast, take care of each other. Sayonara. This podcast was proudly brought to you by My Growth Fund in partnership with Sound & Sounds Media.